Welcome, Magic fans, for another episode of Card Anthology. This is Kevin from the channel Rogue Deck Builder here to bring you the episode over the conclusion set of the Mirrodin block. This expansion would follow the first small set of the block called Darksteel and finish off one of the most powerful blocks in all of Magic the Gathering. With that being said, here's the story about the expansion known as Fifth Dawn. Fithon was released on June 4, 2004, and was the 32nd official Magic the Gathering expansion. It was created and developed by an all-star cast consisting of Mark Rosewater, Brian Schneider, Randy Bueller, Aaron Forsyth, Gregory Marquez, Brandon Bozzi, Mike Donier, Mike Elliott, Devin Lowe, Henry Stern, and Worth Wolpert, with Jeremy Cranford being the art director of the set. The symbol of Fithon was the Helm of Cauldra, Fifthon had a total of 165 cards which were split evenly between 55 commons, 55 uncommons, and 55 rares. It was sold in 15 card booster packs, fat packs, and had a novel of the same name released as well. Along with four pre-constructed decks which were the white-blue Nuts and Bolts, the blue-black Special Forces, the red-green Stampede, and the five-color Sunburst deck. This expansion continued with the heavy artifact theme of the Mirrodin block but included a five-color matters theme as well. It also brought in a machine fill that included engines, batteries, spouts, cogs, and stations that did different things such as changing one resource into another, building up resources over time, or help control the board state of a game. The station cards of Fifth Dawn also made The Great Machine, which together can produce infinite mana and infinite life. The stations of The Great Machine were Blasting Station, Grinding Station, Salvaging Station, and Summoning Station. There were two new abilities that came out of this expansion, Sunburst and Scry. Sunburst was the ability that when an artifact entered the battlefield, it would receive a number of counters based on the colors used to cast it. Artifact creatures would get plus one plus one counters, while non-creature artifacts would receive charge counters on it. Along with that, each Sunburst card had a visual cue of the five Sons of Mirrodin somewhere in the art. The other ability, Scry, would let you look at the top two cards of your library and decide to keep both cards on top, both cards on the bottom, or one card each on top and bottom. This would later be changed in the set Future Sight, where instead of two cards, it would be specified number of cards next to the Scry ability. The story of Fithon continues the adventure of Glissa, Sunseeker, and Company. The group journeys deep within Mirrodin's core to face the evil Memnarch. With Glissa's group is also the immensely powerful Cauldra, who is created by bringing together the sword, shield, and helm of Cauldra. Cauldra was supposed to be Mirrodin's salvation, but ended up being a trick influenced by Memnarch. In an instant, Memnarch turned Cauldra on Glissa and her companions, which then pursued them through a location called the Tangle. After a fierce pursuit, and at another location called Radix, Glissa, in a fit of rage, called forth massive amounts of green mana from the core of Mirrodin and destroyed Cauldra. The mana would then hang overhead in a glowing sphere, the Green Sun, also called Mirrodin's Fifth Dawn. There were three cycles in this expansion. The first cycle was the color-aligned equipment, which were common equipment artifacts with a normal equip cost and an alternative equip cost equal to two specific colors, which can be cast when the controller can play an instant. The cards of the cycle were Healer's Headdress, Nurox Stealth Suit, Sparring Collar, Horned Helm, and of course, Cranial Plating. The next cycle was the Bringers. These were rare creatures with a cost of 9 converted mana, but can be paid with 1 mana of each color. Along with Trample, these creatures also possessed a unique powerful ability. 
The bringers were Bringer of the White Dawn, Bringer of the Blue Dawn, Bringer of the Black Dawn, Bringer of the Red Dawn, and Bringer of the Green Dawn. The last cycle was called the Beacons. These were rare instances and sorceries that got shuffled back into the library after being played. Cards of this particular cycle included White's Beacon of Immortality, Blue's Beacon of Tomorrow, Black's Beacon of Unrest, Red's Beacon of Destruction, and Green's Beacon of Creation. There was one mirrored pair, three true reprints, three functional reprints that were seen in the Fifth Dawn expansion. The mirrored pair was Stand Firm and Lose Hope, which were instanced with the cost of one single color with the effect of either gaining plus one plus one or losing minus one minus one, along with Scry 2. The true reprints were Circle of Protection Artifacts, which was last seen in 5th edition, Magma Giant, which was first printed in Portal 2nd Age, and Relic Bearer, which was first printed in the Legends expansion. The functional reprints were Dross Crocodile, which acted like Skeletal Crocodile from the Portal set, Silvok Explorer, which functioned like Kyrian Explorer from the Planeshift expansion, and Thought Courier, which played like the card Merfolk Looter from the Exodus set. While there were not as many powerful cards as in the Mirrodin expansion, there were still some notable cards that came out of the set. The first was Trinket Mage, which was a blue 2-2 human wizard that when it entered the battlefield, you may search your library for an artifact card with converted mana cost one or less and put it into your hand. This was mostly used in blue legacy decks, but was also used in standard when it was reprinted in the Scars of Mirrodin expansion in 2010 and 2011. It is also played quite heavily in Commander to tutor up Skullclamp. Magma Jet was a red instant card that dealt 2 damage to a creature or player, along with scrying 2 cards. This was seen in Jeskai and Boros decks in 2014, but was also used in many red extended decks at the time for its low cost, efficient damage, and the scry ability to set up the next few turns. Condescend was a blue instant card that counters a target spell unless this controller pays X. It also gets to scry 2 cards just like Magma Jet. Condescend was a good counterspell that was used in many extended Tron decks back in the year 2007 and 2008. It still sees a little bit of play in other formats such as EDH, Popper, and even Modern. Serum Visions was a blue sorcery card for one blue mana and has the ability of drawing a card, then scrying for two cards. Since it was a cheap sorcery card, it would see plenty of play in Storm decks, especially in the Modern format, and would also be part of quite a few Delver decks. It was also printed as a common rarity in Fifth Dawn, and sees lots of play in the Popper format as well. Eternal Witness is a green human shaman that when it enters the battlefield, you can return a card back from your graveyard to your hand. This was first seen in Modern in the popular Birthing Pod toolbox strategy, and has since evolved into Collective Company and Court of Calling decks. It is also a very popular card in EDH, as it's the best way to get important cards back from your graveyard. Vidalcan Shackles was an artifact that costs 3 mana and has the power to be tapped in order to control a target creature with power less than or equal to the number of islands you control. Vidalcan Shackles must remain tapped in order to keep control of target creature. This card was decently important in the Extend format, as it was part of many blue decks, and also saw its fair share in modern Delver and Splinter Twin decks. Vidalcan Ori was an artifact for 4 mana that lets you play non-lad cards as though they had flash. While it was not used in standard or other typical formats at the time, it is now a popular card in the EDH format as it allows you to drop various cards at any given time. Ariok Champion, which is a personal favorite of mine, is included in my Soul Sisters list as it has protection from red and black. This means that it dodges the premier removal spells of the format such as Fatal Push, Lightning Bolt, Terminate, Colgan's Command, as well as red sweepers such as Anger of the Gods and Pyroclasm. 
Alright, Champion was also included in the Grand Prix Boston winning deck in the extended format in 2005. Cranial Plating was an equipment artifact for 2 mana that gives the creature plus 1 power for each artifact you control. It can also be attached at instant speed for 2 black mana. This was considered a powerful artifact on an already powerful block full of artifacts that took over Standard. Skullclamp, Arcbound Ravager, and the Artifact Lands, for instance, had to be banned in Standard due to the number of equipment and artifacts that could help out Affinity. On top of that, Cranial Plating would later be banned in Popper due to its power level. Engineer Explosives was an artifact for X mana with Sunburst. You may pay 2 mana and sacrifice this card in order to destroy each non-land permanent with converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on it. This essentially was a board wipe that was used in the modern Splinter Twin and modern Titan decks along with being part of Legacy Miracles and Legacy Landstill decks. The last card was Crucible of Worlds. This was an artifact for 3 mana that allows you to play land cards from your graveyard as though they were in your hand. This card would see plenty of play in Legacy Landstill decks just like Engineered Explosives, but would also see a fair amount of play in the Vintage format as it would be seen in many of the Mud decks. Crucible Worlds is also a popular EDH card as it is played with both fetch lands and land destruction cards to gain the correct mana base needed to ensure that your opponent will have a difficult time playing. Currently, a sealed booster box of Fifth Dawn is worth around $400. So that is all for this episode of Card Anthology for Magic the Gathering. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to leave a like and a comment to talk more about this set, along with subscribing to my channel, The Rogue Deck Builder, and The Card Bazaar. You can follow both Coach and I on Twitter to see what our channels will be up to next, with checking out the online store 5 Color Combo. Check out the store and when you do, make sure to use the code THECARDBAZAAR to get 5% discount on your total purchases. If you missed the last episode where Coach goes over the Darksteel expansion, make sure to click the link in the video description to check it out now. The next episode will be over Champions of Kamigawa, so be on the lookout for that episode soon. That is all today everyone, this has been Kevin from Rogue Deck Builder signing out, and we'll see you all next time.